And so this morning we're going to talk about moving the mountain, watch this now, moving the mountain of poor health. Moving the mountain of poor health. Notice I didn't call it uh, moving the mountain so that we can be healed. I didn't call it just a healing service. I believe that God wants to move the mountain of poor health. Uh, because so often we come to the Lord and we do. We get healed. We get one-time things. We get delivered from something, you know, alcohol, cigarettes, uh, whatever it may be, some attitude, whatever it may be. Uh, but, you know, guess what? You got to get up tomorrow and, and the world is still there. You know, and cigarettes are still there and alcohol is still there. And that person that gets on your nerves is still there. And come on. You still got to deal with it. You still got to get over that wall. The drill sergeant said. And so uh, I want to deal with this, the mountain of poor health. Matthew chapter 17, looking at verse 14, I'm reading out of the New King James Version of the Bible. It says that when they had come to the multitude, when he had come to the, when they had come to the multitude, a man came to him, kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son. For he is an epileptic and suffers severely, for he often falls into the fire and often into the water. So I brought him to your disciples, but they could not cure him. And then Jesus answered and said, O oh, faithless and perverse generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him here to me. And Jesus rebuked the demon. And it came out of him, and the child was cured from that very hour. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why? Why? Why could we not cast it out? So Jesus answered them and said, Because? Because of what? Because of your unbelief. Not because of God's unbelief. Not because of the sick person's unbelief in this case. But you laid hands on him because of your unbelief. For assuredly, I say to you that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, move from here to there, and it will move, and nothing will be impossible for you. However, this kind does not come out except by prayer and fasting. Nothing will be impossible to you. You know, it's interesting to me when it comes to uh, healing, it seems like it is certainly a mountain for us. I mean, we can believe God for so many things. We can, we believe that God saves us, don't we? If you're saved, if you're a Christian, right? We believe that Jesus rose from the dead. You can't be a Christian unless you believe that. Come on, somebody. We believe that God's spirit raised him from the dead that was a powerful and mighty act that the spirit performed why is it so difficult for us to believe that that same spirit they said this the, the angel said this same Jesus why is it so difficult for us to believe that that same spirit would not want to heal us of sickness and disease of sickness and disease it's a hump. It's a mountain that we have to get over. When Jesus healed, very often he said, your faith 
has made you whole. You know, it, it, it tells me something. Listen, I, for, let, me, let me preface this by giving you a couple of scriptures. Psalms 37.5 uh, talks about God giving us the desires of our heart. Anybody familiar with that scripture? But there's a preface to God giving us the desires of our heart, isn't there? Anybody know it? Delight yourself also in the Lord. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will give you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself in him. You know, over in John chapter 15, verse 7, Jesus said it this way. He said, if you abide in me and my word abides in you, you will ask the Father for anything. And he might give it to you, maybe. The Bible says he will give it to you. Ask him for anything and he will give it to you. We just read that if you have faith as a mustard seed, you'll say to this mountain, move from here to there and it will move. It will move. It will move. And then he goes on to say nothing will be impossible to you. Now, I don't know if you believe the Lord or not. It's, you know, it's funny. I, I remember growing up in church and I would hear scriptures like this. And one of the things that I would want to do is give God an excuse. You know, I would, I would want to go, well, yeah, nothing will be impossible. But, I, you know, I know that's not like all the time. It's just uh, sometimes whenever God feels like it, nothing will be impossible. But I think there are times when we have to come to ourselves, like the prodigal son did. And just take God for his word. Here's what I think. Here's one mountain I think that we have to get out of the way right away. Before we can get to healing. Before we can get to deliverance. Before we can get to salvation. Before we can get to all of those things. One mountain I think we have to get out of the way is this. Is we worry so much about the result of whatever it is as if we can control the result. See, first of all, you have to understand that the re God already controlled the result. The result is not up to you. I mean, I've heard about this thing called gravity. I've heard about it. I can't see it. I can't feel it, I don't think. But I know if I jumped off of these stairs right now, I fully believe in my heart. I am well persuaded and convinced that I would go this way and not that way because of something called gravity. I don't know all of the ins and outs of how it works, I'm sure Tegan does. He's smart. He's in school. He knows that the earth is on a rotation and the moon is close to the earth and it rolls around and whatever that happens causes gravity. I don't know how all that works. But I do know that if I jump, I'm going to go down. That's what I know. I don't know how God miraculously heals us of things that we shouldn't be healed of. I don't know how he delivers. I don't know how he shows up in situations where I don't deserve it. I'm going to tell you something. I have been more blessed by God in situations where I don't deserve to be blessed. Come on now. Where I didn't do the right thing. Where I was disobedient. I'm not giving you an excuse to be disobedient. I'm just telling you about the love of God. And some of everybody's not like that. Some of us need a little fire and brimstone. Some of us need a kick in the butt. 
And I mean, that, that works for me too, but I'm here to tell you this morning that when I don't deserve it, when I haven't done what I'm supposed to do and God blesses me anyway, oh my God, it, it twists my heart. It, do, it doesn't make me want to run from God. It makes me want to run to him and say, yes, Lord, I believe that nothing will be impossible for me if I only trust you, if I just have faith in you. And so we come to this mountain of, of healing, this mountain of poor health. So many of us go through life and we suffer. Let me give you, let me give you a, a distinction here. There are things that happen to us in life that just happen. We can't blame everything on the devil because we can't give him that much credit. I mean, there are times when I stub my toe I've been playing football and broken an ankle and, you know, ran my head into a wall, playing, doing all sorts of things. Uh, you know, things like that happen. They're, they're going to happen in life. I understand that. I'm not saying you're going to go through life and nothing is ever going to happen to you. But what I want you to understand this morning, let me have my iPad. There's something, there, there are things that are curses for us. There's stuff that's a, listen, diabetes, arthritis. All of these types of things, high cholesterol, heart disease, uh, epilepsy, all this kind of stuff, these are curses. Now I can give you scripture back in Deuteronomy 28, and I know you may not want to believe me, but these things fall on us. But God wants to heal us from all of your diseases. That's what he tells us. I, I want to heal you from all of your diseases, all these things that are curses. We're out from under the curse. So let me just kind of take you through it. I know some of you are like, well, I don't know about that because I've, I've, I've had this thing and I've prayed for it and God hasn't healed me. Uh, you know, and I'm not here to, to blame by any means because I've had things, listen, I've dealt with plantar fasciitis. You might, if you knew my life, if you knew my life like my wife and my mother-in-law, you would say, well, aren't you the pot calling the kettle black? But I'm going to tell you one thing, I, I, I'm never giving up on God. And if there's any, any shortcoming in my life, I look in the mirror, not to God. I don't look to God and say, it don't work, your word don't work. I look in the mirror sometimes. Come on. And so one of the things that I think we do when you talk about poor health is some of us, sometimes we sabotage ourselves. We sabotage ourselves. We want God to heal us. We come before the Lord, Lord, heal me of this thing. And then we go right back out and we fall into the same pattern. Come on now. And I, I listen, I'm talking to myself. I'm not coming down on you. I'm looking in the mirror. We sabotage ourselves. We do that. Come on. I mean, it's well known that you ought to get a little exercise. <laughs> Now, I'm not talking about you trying to look like the rock and, you know, the girl from the Avengers and all of those types of things. I'm just talking about walking around the block, getting up from the TV, walking around the house a couple times. Come on, somebody. If you're at work, get up from your cubicle and walk around. I'm talking about just get a little exercise. Get your body moving. Your body's meant to be moving. Come on. And a lot of us don't do that very often. And then, come on now, what we put in the body. Yes, yeah, thank you, Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, what we put in the body. Now, here, before I, I go into this, I, I, I want to say this, that, you know, it's not a condemnation. You know, God made all things for us to enjoy. All things for us to enjoy. 
And uh, you've heard it, the cliche, all things in moderation. It, see, it's not the problem that we eat ice cream or we eat a hamburger or we eat this. It's that we eat ice cream seven days a week. Or, or when we get a bowl of ice cream, instead of getting a scoop of ice come on now. I'm just going to tell you what I've done. <laughs> I got one scoop and I said, well, the bowl, it's, it's so big, it can have another scoop in it. I don't want to deprive the bowl. I mean, after all, we bought this bowl and it's big enough. In fact, it's, it's big enough for three scoops. Come on. And then I, then I start using, start using scripture. You know, Jesus said, I, I come that you might have more abundance. Admit, misquoting the scripture. I come that you might have more abundance. Come on now. And so we, we do these things to ourselves. And we need to understand that when we come to God for healing or provision or deliverance or a blessing, God wants us to come to him for him knowing that he has our heart. Come on. Come on. Those things that we consume, uh, you know, we're not giving our heart to the Lord. It's like a parent. You know, we, we tell our children certain things and they think we're just jumping on them. They think that we just don't like them. And we just don't want them to have fun. No, I tried that. Four times, and it didn't work any of the four times. I was going to try the fifth time if my dad wouldn't stop me. But I've tried it four times. It doesn't work. And I'm, I'm trying to tell you what's best for you. And this is what God is trying to tell us. He gives us practical ways to live our life. Can I just throw one thing in? Again, we're going to pray in just a few moments. And I believe God does miracles. He does miracles. God moves mountains. Uh, he is able to do the impossible for us. Absolutely. Absolutely. But can I tell you something? And you might think it's a little controversial. But listen, I just believe it's the Lord speaking to us today. I believe that it is not God's desire to just do miracles every day. God himself is a miracle to us. Come on. To him, it's just he's just God. But I believe a lot of us feel like, well, you know, God just loves doing miracles and God wants to do miracles. And I, I believe if that were true, then he wouldn't care if we got sick. He wouldn't care what we did to ourselves. He wouldn't care what situation we found ourselves in because, hey, I'll just do a miracle. No problem. I don't believe that God loves doing miracles first, that that's his priority. I believe that God wants you to live an abundant life first. That's his priority. I believe he wants to equip you. God gives us all things to all things that pertain to life. And, and in his presence is the fullness of joy. He wants us to live a good life following what he's laid out for us. But we don't do that. We just want to live the way we want to live and then go to him for a miracle. When we get in trouble. Now, I know. I'm sorry. I don't mean to step on your toes. Come on. God is saying, look, you're looking for so many things. You're looking for healing. You're looking for deliverance. You're looking for this. You're looking for that. You, 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 you. And God is saying, what you need to do is look to me. Yeah, this is what God told Abraham in Genesis 15.1. This is what he told him. He said, Abraham, I am your very great reward. I am. Not your healing, not your deliverance, not even your salvation. Your salvation is not even your great reward. Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. I am that for you. 
If you come, why? You say, well, well, I, but I do, but I do hurt and I do, uh, I need spiritual healing. I need physical healing. I need all those things. God's saying, yeah, I'm, I have all that. I got, name all of it. He, he's, I'll wait. Name all the stuff that you need. Name it all. And you know, he says at the end, come to me. I am your very great reward. I have all of those things. Anything you can name and stuff you don't even know you have. The, the enemy's coming against you in ways you don't even know he's coming against you. And I've already provided for all of that. I've already delivered all of that. All you got to do is come to me. I am your exceedingly great reward. We just need to go to God. Go to him. Follow his word. Do what he tells us to do. You know, selfishness also hinders our healing. Psalm 41, 1 to 3 says, Blessed is he who considers the poor. The Lord will deliver him in times of trouble. The Lord will preserve him and keep him alive. And he will be blessed on the earth. You will not deliver him to the will of his enemies. The Lord will strengthen him on his bed of illness. You will sustain him on his sick bed. We think about it. It's a, it's a weird thing. I know. It's a weird thing. It's that way with money too. You think about others, if you're a giver, you pray for others, don't forget the poor, guess what? The Lord sustains you. He sustains you when you're not selfish. But we hurt and we, we focus on that circumstance. Oh, my leg is hurt. The doctor said I had this and that's what we focus on. Well, I better, you know, I better, you know, get all of the medication and do all of this and do all of that. And the Lord is saying, listen. Uh, yeah, do that. Don't not do that and die. But what I'm trying to tell you is if you live the way that I tell you to live, you wouldn't be there. You may not be in that situation if you live the way I tell you to live. Now, I know most of us are past that already. But God is telling us, live the way that I want you to live. I want to do something just a little bit different for a few moments. If you just, uh, you know, give me, give me some time this morning. I want to do something different for a few moments. Uh, we're going to, again, we're going to pray in just a few minutes, and God is going to do miracles, believe it. Uh, but what I want is, I know she's getting ready to sit down, I'm going to ask Carrie um, to come up and share some things with you this morning, if you don't mind. Just talk. Now, here's what I want you to do. For, for just a few moments, I want you to open your heart. Don't close your heart, and don't close your ears, all right? Carrie is a personal trainer. Uh, that's why she's on crutches, because she's been kicking the butt of all of... Uh, of all the people, right? And so uh, I'm just going to have her share some things with you concerning health. Because listen, listen, God, God wants you to live a good life, all right? He just doesn't want you to come to this altar every time getting healed. We're going to do that today. But he don't want you coming up here every day getting healed and you going back eating ice cream all week and then come back in for next week <laughs> talking about my cholesterol's high, my sugar's high, and all that kind of stuff. All right, go ahead, Kiri. Give me an out because of it. <laughs> and it was funny because I told him, I said, you know, I really think I need to do this. I don't want to, and the out sounds wonderful, but I think I need to do it. But I'm saying all that because I'm 46 years old, and, you know, my, the, the perfect will of God's from my life has not come through yet um, because I haven't done what is required of me to get there. So I'm up here today to start this process and to say, okay, I'm done fighting. So I said all of that to go to a touchy area in the church, and that is our health. 
we need our health in order to do God's purpose in our lives. You know, God's will for our life sometimes may be to travel, to go overseas, to missions, to many things, you know, and because we haven't taken care of ourselves, we, not, we may not fulfill that, that, that purpose that God had for our lives. So, and I know a lot of people like to say, well, God's will is God's will, it'll come to pass. You know, we, we have to submit to him and do what he requires of us. And it is biblical. There's places in the Bible where he talks about your body is a temple. Um, he wants us to take care of it. Um, bodily exercise profits a little, but the spiritual, but it, that's the part. I have a lot of people that use that scripture. It profiteth little. It says, wait, it says it profits a little. There's a profit to it. There is a profit to it. It's not our spiritual life. We can be super spiritual without taking care of our bodies, but can we live God's purpose in our life if our bodies can't keep up with what's going on? So again, um, God gives us uh, principles in our life to thrive on. So I came up with five principles in our health. First one, of course, being exercise. So I'm just gonna list them real quick. So, cause a lot of people don't realize sometimes you know, what it means to be healthy. So we have exercise, we have nutrition, sleep. That one gets ignored a lot. People don't realize that recovery comes during our sleep. Relaxation, meditation, time to just sit and, and, and let that body just relax and recover. And the last one being relationships. Relationships are very important for our health. So, of course, the big one that I wanna hit on is nutrition. Um, we'll hit exercise real quick too. Um, with our exercise, uh, there's so many ways to get exercise out there. We're all different, our bodies are different, we enjoy different things. The best thing you can do is find something that you enjoy, something that makes you happy. It could be as easy as walking with friends, getting out with a friend and walking. Um, myself, I enjoy to go hard and pick up some weights and um, but not everybody's like that. Um, but there are plenty of ways out there. Basketball, I know a lot of men that just enjoy to get out there and you know, play a sport, that's exercise. So again, exercise does profit the body, um, something we need to do. Nutrition is probably the biggest um, one that people struggle with. I feel that there's a lot of um, a lack of knowledge when it comes to nutrition out there um, and, and people choose to be ignorant to it because if they don't know, then you know they don't have to worry about it. So um, it's not just overeating. You know, you always wanna hear about gluttony and the person that sits down and won't stop eating. There's a lot of people that don't really overeat, but the choice of the foods that they eat become a problem. Body does not process them well. You know, nowadays it's all about quick and easy and they put all this processed food out there, they treat it with chemicals so that it doesn't turn bad on you. Well, those things don't process and then they get stuck in the system, they turn to fat. So, you know, if you look back in the Bible days, it was always about whole food. That's the only way they had. They had nuts, they had figs, they had vegetables, they, you know, and then later on there were animals even, you know, you had meat to eat. Um, but again, as, as we've become a busier and busier generation, we've decided to go processed, quick, easy, packaged, and all that stuff. Um, sugar, sugar has been proven to be more addictive than cocaine. 
Um, and they put sugar in everything, things that you don't know. Your milk has 28 grams of added sugar in an eight ounce cup. And they do it for a purpose because it's addictive. Because this way, your body wants more. It starts screaming for more and more and more. And it's how they make money. Um, so you just gotta, you gotta spend time, read labels. And just because if you read labels a lot of times, they try to trick you on there by saying zero sugar. Well, all that means is if you have the portion that they said, there's less than a gram. Most people, if you have a bowl of cereal, you know, you don't have a portion, like a portion is a half a cup. Most people, four or five cups. So then you, you, add, you multiply that by that one gram of sugar, and now you've got a lot of sugar going into your system. And if you read the ingredients, you know, that's where they put what's really in there. Um, so, you know, it's just, we've got to educate ourselves on what we're putting into our body, um, start taking better care of ourselves so that God can use us in any way he sees fit. Um, but we have to, you know, be obedient to him, spend our time um, asking him, you know, what is, you know, again, he gives us a passion. And again, the passion that he has given me has been health and fitness. And if this, would, if this is what it's going to take for me to get up before the church and do what he's asked of me all these years, then so be it. So again, what's your passion um, going this day forward? You know, there's no condemnation, no condemnation in God. You know, we just, we start where we can. We start with small steps. And if there's any way I can help anybody, please feel free to come, come ask me. Amen. All right, thank you very much. Amen. Thank you so much. <laughs> I know that was, that was difficult, so thank you. Appreciate that, Gary. Um, let, me just throw, let me just throw some scriptures at you. Um, now that we know, we know how to live. Right. Now we, um, you know, Carrie's talked to us about that. And uh, we need to educate ourselves on how to live because God doesn't want you just to be healed one day and sick the next and healed the next day and sick the next. He wants you to live a life, uh, an abundant life. Um, <clears throat> we know that. But let's deal with this for the next few minutes. Let's just deal with healing. We're going we're gonna to pray. Amen. And, uh, but let me throw some scriptures at you. Jesus, first of all, himself healed. There's more than 23 accounts in the New Testament alone where Jesus healed. All right, Matthew 4, 23 and 24 says Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching, watch now, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing. Healing went along with preaching the gospel of the kingdom. And listen to what it says. It says, and healing all kinds of sicknesses and all kinds of diseases. There's nothing left out. Well, I know God heals cancer, but this one little thing I have. No, it says all kinds of sicknesses and diseases. Then his fame went throughout all of Syria. Watch Matthew 9. Matthew 9, 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. One of the things that um, we say, and I know I've said it before, is that Jesus didn't heal everybody. But you know one of the things that I've not found in the Bible is that there's no one that came to Jesus that he didn't heal. Now, watch this now. Yeah, he didn't heal everybody. He was just a man walking on earth filled with the Spirit. But everybody who came to him was healed. Are you not healed because you didn't go to Jesus? Come on. Matthew 10, 1, and he had called his 12 disciples to him. He gave them power 
over unclean spirits to cast them out and to heal all kinds, there's that word, that phrase again, all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease. We need to understand also, it's not a burden for Jesus to heal. It's not a burden. I know I told you earlier that, that I don't believe that that's what he wants to do. For He just doesn't want to come and say, hey, I'm here to do miracles. He wants to give you life and that more abundantly, right? But if you are sick, God is a good father. He doesn't want to let you be in that. It's not a burden for him. Listen to Psalm 107, what David said. Psalm 107, 19. Then they cried out to the Lord in their trouble. And he saved them out of their distress. And he sent his word and what? healed them. He delivered them from their destruction. If they cry out to him, he'll, there's no one that came to Jesus that he didn't heal. Don't be afraid to go to him, even if you messed it up. Psalm 32 says, Oh Lord, my God, I cried out to you. And what? You healed me. You healed me. Psalm 103, verse 2. Bless the Lord. You know this one. Oh, my soul. And forget not all of his benefits. Who forgives all of your iniquities? We're, we're good with that. Yeah, God forgives my iniquities. Don't stop there. And heals. Come on. All. How many of your diseases? How many of your diseases? How many of your diseases? See, it sounds like some people don't believe it. And you, listen, some of us not heal because we don't believe it. Why can we not heal? Because of your unbelief. How many of your diseases? All. All of your diseases. Come on. God sees healing as good. You got to believe it. He sees it as good. Look at Acts 10, 38. I know I'm throwing a lot of scripture at you. How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Watch now. Who went about, look at this, doing good and healing. Doing good and and healing. God says it is good that you be healed. It is good that you be healed. That's a good thing. Why would you not want a good thing? It's good that you be healed. And listen, just throw a few more scriptures and then we're going, we're going to pray. He heals every, I've, I've emphasized this, every disease, every sickness. Matthew 4, 23, Jesus went about teaching in the synagogues, healing all kinds of sickness. Now, watch at the end of this. It says, then his fame went throughout all Syria. They brought back to him all the sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, all those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, paralytics, and he healed them. He healed all of them, all that came to him, he healed them. Matthew 9, 35, he went about the cities and villages teaching, preaching the gospel. He healed them. His desire for you is to be well in all things. But here it is, and here's where we're at right now. James 5, 14, 15. James 5, 14, 15 says this. Is anyone among you sick? So he doesn't leave you out. He said, I gave you all these things, this way to live. But guess what? Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing them with oil in the name of the Lord. And what's his name? And the prayer of faith will save the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins... He will be forgiven. So that's where we are. Is any of you sick? 
Is any of you sick? Now remember what we just talked about earlier. All kinds of diseases. All kinds of iniquities. It doesn't matter. 